1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
3: You are listening to The City Vent, proudly sponsored by the Westview Motor Company, supplying your new and used cars. Find us at westviewmotorcompany.co.uk. Hello, good
4: evening and welcome to episode 30 of The City Vent. It's another live one, Um, really enjoyed the format of last week's um, getting all the guys on, so we're doing the same again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring Labib on first, who was the uh, one of the people from last week so i'm just adding you now
0: mate evening how you doing all right so are you yes all very good very good still recovering from saturday but there you go <laughs>
4: yeah, in more than one way my my particular yeah. uh, scenario i mean like i say your background's lovely and blurry i mentioned it before but i thought i'd point that out again uh, yeah yeah nice i did tidy
0: up but it it. just
4: don't, in case don't believe it'll be but no worries mate um, i'm also going to add uh james at crickmore who's just joined us as well so how are you doing james
5: all right, thanks. How are you?
4: Good, man. First time you're on, isn't it,
5: this good. one? Yeah, no, it's great to be on.
4: And it's an interesting addition because James actually worked at the club, so he's going to give us some real insight into the goings-on, hopefully.
5: Oh, yeah. Do my so best. Welcome,
4: welcome James. Uh, I've also yeah, got yeah. Gilly as well. Uh,
6: good evening, Adam. You well?
4: All right. Good, man. Yeah, not so bad. Um, so, Gilly came on spaces, um oh. on Sunday, and we're quite honest and open, which really like that, so more of that tonight, mate. No worries. Chris T as well. You'll recognise Chris's voice, maybe not his face. How do you mate? You don't want to recognise my face, really, do you? It's not one to remember. Uh, (laughs) Evening, everyone. You've got a bit of an upside-down head, but I'm not going to uh, judge you too much on that one, mate. I'm I'm on about the beard if you don't get the joke. Um, Good man, thanks for joining. And we've got Cameron as well, if you're there, Cameron.
7: How you doing, all right?
4: Good man, yeah, not so bad. So, um, there's obviously six of us on tonight, so just just chip in when you can and I'll try and just sort of ask you all questions individually just to make it all run if anybody's watching it on YouTube Twitter Facebook whatever um, just comment I'll try and look out for the comments and we'll read them out um, as we go along starting point I think it's fair to go into the barrel game to start with the disappointment from Saturday Um, does anybody want to start on that and tell us what your verdict was and what went wrong on Saturday
5: Anyone? Yeah, well, if you want, go on and so I thought I'd mention the playing out from the back. It's something that I feel could work quite well. I just think we're quite slow doing it and often reluctant to go forwards with it. You see teams all over the world nowadays doing it, but um, I don't think we got it quite right so far. And it was evident the past couple of games, I think.
4: Do you think it's the personnel at the back that are struggling? Because mm-hmm. I, I thought personally Matty Platt had a bit of a poor game on, on Saturday. And do you think he struggles a little bit in that back line to play out from the back?
5: I think so, yeah. I don't think it helped that it was against Barrow and there's constant jeering going on from their away fans, but I suppose you shouldn't really let it get to you if you're at professional level. I suppose there's room for him to improve, but with Stubbs in there, Critchlow's very good with the ball at his feet as well. I don't think it should be too much of a problem as it seems to be at the moment.
4: So you think it's you think the back line was sort of the main issue, would you say, on, on Saturday?
5: I'd say so, because... Every time we get a goal kick, we see Harry Lewis passing it to Stubbs and then goes to a full-back and it seems to go around our back line again for a few minutes and we don't seem to get anywhere with it. So I think that is a creative problem.
4: Do you not think that's midfielder's fault, though, for not dropping to to make space to find the ball and and you make those passes? You know, for I would agree
5: there was a lack of movement in midfield, I think, as well. There was times where there was a large gap and no one there to occupy it, be it Smallwood, Clayton or Gilead, often in that... Roll by the halfway line, so um, I think it's a joint problem, really, and something that needs to be addressed by Hughes.
4: Yeah, anybody else want to weigh in on that?
5: <lay>
4: I've <laughs> uh, uh, got a Gilly first.
6: Uh,
5: yeah,
6: uh, I think the problem with the uh center rounds on Saturday is that I think Stubbs and um Platt kind of have similar strengths where they're strong in the tackle, um positionally but they're not ball players so I think that's where Critchlow should kind of improve that way that um Critchlow might bypass um Clayton and, and uh, Smallwood and, and and co and uh and hit Walker's feet and maybe hit Cook's uh feet I don't think Stubbs and Plat streams are are passing the football unfortunately so that's what they're just going to just knock it to clear and knock it to smallwood over well as they did Saturday over and over and over again so until Critchlow's back I fear the same pattern is just going to repeat itself it's interesting
4: with Critchlow um, I think what you make a really good point there is obviously better Miles better at the, with the ball at his feet and I, I'd see him as it he could be a defensive midfielder in the future as well because he is he's very good with both and he, he can take that extra touch card and make a positive touch forward with it where they, they always seem to panic and want to go one way or other, don't they? The other, the other two centre-backs that have been playing. Do you think it, it should bring Critchlow back in on Saturday? And, and if so, who would you who would you play him with? I'm asking you, Gilly, that one, mate.
6: Oh, sorry, back, uh, back to me. Um, if fit, if yeah, it has, to, it, it has to go in. Um, probably... Platt because I've seen more of him. Um, I, he's not set the world alight this season, but I, I don't think he's put an awful lot wrong. Um, he's, he's just his standard League 2 defender really, so until I see more of Stubbs, I can't really comment. Um, but I would personally do Platt um, just by having more experience of seeing him really, so um, I, that, that'd that be my pairing if Critchwell's fit.
4: And I guess that they played together a lot, aren't they? To be fair, yeah. but the the one thing that worries me about Stubbs, and I'll I'll come to you, Chris, with this one, is he just seems to have a little bit of a lack of pace. Um, he got caught out, didn't he, um, more in the Tramia game where their the lad were miles behind him, and he, and he managed to beat him to the ball, and and that really concerned me. What what are your thoughts on, on centre backs, mate? Um,
3: Exeter fans were raving about Stubbs, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Uh, they were gutted that he left and that he'd come to us, and. Uh, the word on the street was that he was injured and then he denied that. He said, no, I've been fit, but he's just not been picked this season. Um, I mean, I do like the look of him. I think he he looks more comfortable on the ball than Platt. But I mean, when that lad went past him, the uh, the Tramme lad, the substitute came on. It was unbelievable. It was like a, a sprinter running past a marathon runner. It was just, <laughs> it was like you were in treacle. It was, you, I, I didn't, it's all right. I thought you yeah. were going to stop. Yeah. going to stop, put his hands on his knees. It was proper blowing, wasn't it?
4: I thought you were injured. I thought you were going to pull up. It was that bad. Yeah. I thought it was like, it, it was like you were walking, wasn't it? It was, it were really worrying. You know, if you get somebody knocking over the top, he's getting nowhere And Critchlow's got a bit of, you know, person's locker, but. That would really concerning, wasn't it? Is it like a fitness, Chris? Or do you think it would
3: just like really a lack of fitness? He's still not going to even when he's fully fit. I can't see his speed improving a great deal. Maybe it was just because it was later on in the game and he was it was knackered. Maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was worrying. Yeah, the, 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 uh, yeah. It was really really painfully slow.
4: Yeah, we, we're a bit of a panicky moment, wasn't it? I mean, we got away with that one a little bit, Tram, but it, what, panic stations, I, was, I, was I suppose
3: surprised. it's a good job it happened at that time of game. If that had happened earlier, I imagine that if that, that lad had come on earlier, did they just run him?
4: Yeah. Every time they got the ball? Um, yeah, and it, like you say, happened so late in the game that they didn't pick up on it, but other teams will see that and probably think, right, we need to run at him and get at him. <laughs> what we should have done with Canavan, really, wasn't it? Uh, on Saturday, to be honest, because yeah. he's, he's so mm-hmm. slow as well, and Somebody pointed out that, you know, he got a couple of red cards for us, didn't he, when they were on turn and he couldn't get anywhere near their strikers, so we should have been doing that. But, that um, reminded
3: me of Canavan when Clayton gave ball away for their goal. Yeah. That was something Canavan would have done, would not it, when he were at, at City?
4: Yeah, and that were unforgivable, wasn't it? It really was. And uh, Chris has joined us at a brilliant time for that because uh, Chris S had a few beers, on, didn't you, on Saturday night and you were slating uh, Clayton a little bit, weren't you, after that mistake, mate?
8: Just a few, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would have still done it sober, to be fair. But obviously, when you've had a few drinks, like you want to call them out a bit more. It was just yeah. a bad mistake for a top pro, wasn't it? So,
4: yeah, it was a shocker, and it? it's why we lost the game. We'd have drawn it, wouldn't we? If not, we mentioned this on space that it'd have been a nil-nil probably. I don't think they'd have gone for it. I think they'd have dug in as they did. A the point were good enough for them. So, so yeah, we're, Clayton's had a stinker, but I don't, I don't think, I, don't, I think he was probably the worst out of the three midfielders, Clare. Um, and it's probably an off game for him, but hopefully he'll come back and show shows, us what he has in the other two games it's played. Um, Labib, I'll come at you on the on the defensive situation. See if you've got anything to add to that, mate.
0: Um, not not really. Um, I think the pairing, the two central pairings, I'd, I'd probably, as as Gilly said, I think Critchlow knows Platt and the two of them know each other, so they're probably a little bit more comfortable. I think we're all agreed that Critchlow would be. Um, a starter, he'd be a shoo-in um, for for most people, and it's just who else is going to partner him, really. Uh, and I think, as I said, because he's played nearly all season with Platt, that that would give them the confidence of them to know each other. And I'm not saying Stubbs is poor. I didn't see that bit at the tramway game. I only watched the first half online. Um, I, I, I did notice though that it didn't get booked on Saturday. Stubbs um, first two games, two bookings. Mm. So I was Expecting him to go for the hat trick, um, so perhaps that might be a bit of an indication that him, you know, um, is a little bit clumsy, a little bit prone to a poor challenge. But you'd expect a center half to get several bookings throughout a season, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, but you know, obviously, he didn't get booked. Um, I'd, I'd in contrast, um, and in direct kind of competition, the three center halves at Barrow were just you know, soaking everything up that we threw at them, Uh, and we'll come on to that, no doubt, talking about our pattern of play and how we played, but you know, they did everything that they needed to do. I think the other stat that I read was between Platt and Stubbs, they passed the ball something like 206 times between them, and I think that was a total number of passes for the whole of the Barrow team. (laughs) So, yeah, it's great watching them pass it to each other and backwards, but You know that's another frustrating element to watch is that the ball doesn't kind of get forward. Appreciate you've got to have patience and you 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 need it when you're trying to break down somebody who defends so deep as what Barrow did. But at the same time, you know you've kind of got to get it forward a little bit quicker. I think
4: I'll, I'll let you lead in as well with the rest of the game, and I'll bring Cameron in as a second as well after you, but think James pointed out that he thought it were you know defensively where the, the main issues were and maybe not promoting that ball forward but I see it more in the midfield where the issues came from and maybe a shape problem on Saturday that we didn't change it enough or soon
0: enough yeah. um, thoughts on that mate yeah I mean my as, as everyone saw the Barrow defended very very deep in they? I mean their, their back line uh, and the, those three Giants they had at the back were basically, you know, food and drink to all the crosses we were putting in. I, I think in the whole game, I only remember us winning one header. And that's when Oliver came on for the last 15, 20 minutes and he, he won one header. Everything else, they were just getting in the way of. And of course, they had, you know, four or five at the back and then the midfield dropped and covered in front of them and they were sitting very, very deep. Uh, and we just could not find a way through. And it, In some ways, I was quite impressed with that substitution he made. He took Halliday off, dropped Gilly to full back and brought banks on. I thought, well, that's quite inventive, really a little bit, you know, uh, you've still got two players who can get forward and put crosses in. Um, But at the same time, we were still insisting on putting crosses into the box and it just wasn't working. We needed to do something different. As I said, the the center house at Barrow was just winning everything. And the problem that we had is that um, we, we didn't have the space to kind of get in behind the back four. And we kind of needed somebody to carry the ball and kind of actually take the game to them, as opposed to trying to pass pass it to death. We didn't uh, have anybody
4: willing to do that, though. We didn't no, we, and
0: that's it. what I'm saying. I think, I think, for me personally, I think that's where we went wrong. We, we didn't. We lacked that bit of intelligence, that little bit of uh, kind of initiative, and that little bit of invention that you can see what's happening you can see everyone in the whole ground can see the pattern of play and you can see we weren't kind of getting anywhere and it needed somebody to carry it uh, and somebody to actually take the game to them as opposed to trying to pass it um and, and kind of get either in the box or get behind them we just didn't have the space to do it so that so, what that was what was really disappointing i think that a kind of lack of intelligence that we showed
4: Somebody just made a comment on the youtube that i think is quite um useful to discuss and I'll, I'll bring you in on this one Cameron. Um, somebody's put the fullbacks are too slow to support the attack um, something that I would probably agree with and they, d- they just don't seem to commit to it and wh- when you're playing that formation we did on Saturday surely that's what you're expecting from your fullbacks to support especially yeah. If yeah. You
7: at home. what you said that about? all season to be fair yeah. Full, fullbacks are slow they've got a decent ball on them at times but playing the system so you need a winger if you've got slow fullbacks or just need to be a bit pacier in general
4: do you think it's positionally as well? Because when you looked at Rydall and uh, Alliday, um they just didn't look to be wanting to advance, you know, beyond to to make that sort of the run for the pass. Yeah, I just it's think that's
7: idea. a bit of a problem as well. I think you know obviously if they do lack pace, so if they do bomb forward, it's Can I scared of getting caught on counter or mm. not really too sharp. But then you've got, he's probably brought Boller in for a bit of pace, and he's injured straight away. Um, yeah, so we're in it. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> <I, I>, uh, <laughs> Speaking about Folds as well, because people are calling out for Folds again, but I, I don't agree with that personally. I don't yeah, think Folds I right don't
7: him. either. Yeah, like you said, he probably wouldn't have got rid if it were for us having Rydal, but I think then again, he would probably want exactly the fastest. Would we have be been still saying the same? Is that fast enough to bomb forward? Or Yeah, I think,
4: I think you're right. Does yeah. if, if anybody else want to weigh in on Folds at all while we've brought him up? Any other comments on that?
6: Not particularly fold, but I said in the summer... If Hughes wants his full-backs to be an important part part of the team, why did he sign two right-backs? Well, why are both right-backs and both left-backs exactly the same as each other? Rydahl and are similar pace, similar skills, and same at right-back with um, Allarday and Hendry, all solid enough in the tackle, solid enough defensively, but none of them are going to bring you enough quality going forward. Like I really thought it was a good chance in the summer to... To bring a Percy fullback at either side to give us another attacking option. But it's like essentially it's four first choice fullbacks, they're all steady eddies, aren't they? Like they're not gonna probably say it, that
4: uh, Boller Gilly. I think I think he's probably one that will bomb on and go forward, but it looked useless in, one game. He looked a bit uh is is
6: is injury is it, we got got told by Robin Franz his injury prone look he's yeah. not lasted three games, has he or whatever. So well <laughs> We don't know when he's back, so we'll, we'll have to see on that one. But I just don't understand the, the four full-backs that he signed and kept on over the summer. I just needed some different skill sets, in my opinion, anyway.
4: No, I'd agree with you. Like you say, they're very much of a much. I think Boller's probably different <coughs> than three or four that can play at fullbacker. Uh, very much a much of a muchness and that sort of more defensive minded you might say and I mean holiday defensively has been pretty solid in, in games but it just frustrates me so much we want him to just be negative like he's got space to run into or whatever he just seems to want to come back every time and it really winds me up but yeah any, any anybody else as well get out, out about the fullbacks or anything else on Saturday please feel free jump in
3: I think we've looked poorer since we've gone to this diamond formation that does not help the fullbacks because when the ball does go out to us, they look in front and there's, there's nobody down the line. There's no winger. They've got to go inside. And when you've got teams who've got a bank of five and a bank of four in front of them, the middle of the pitch is, you know, there's there's nowhere to go. And that's they end up going back and going back and going back. It's awful to watch. I mean, I don't know if anybody watched... Um, yesterday, did we... Uh, England women's team playing Italy and they were playing the ball just playing a really similar style to us but the zip the way they move the ball how quickly they move the ball and if we did that if we can move the ball quicker they must move it quicker in training but then when they get on the pitch it's so pedestrian it's slower than stubs at full pace do you not think the issue is more
4: in the midfield because the way that we're playing it's that those midfield three should be doing so much more on the pitch and somebody's pointed out on the chat that gilly looked miles better when he went out on the right because you almost really had two wingers didn't you later on in the game because Mm. you know the right hugging the touchline. but do you not think the midfield three are are to blame i I personally do and that's why i'm saying it because i just don't feel like they did enough there was no energy in the midfield um we really struggled is is that where the issues lie more than anywhere else that's my question and anybody can come in on that
7: uh yeah i think does one of the midfielders maybe needs to be more creative we've got east there because there were so many times walker had to drop back and ideally we'd want him at final third uh you don't need a gilead and two holding midfielders at home for a game like that that's uh
4: well Flicking from one one gilly on the pitch to the other gilly that Ronald face on Saturday night, you mentioned this that you had three really defensive minded midfielders in. Because you mentioned the point that Gilly has contributed pretty much nothing to anything going forward this season. Should we have been playing? Over with- over,
6: two, over two spells or what or three spells or whatever it is now. <laughs> yeah. I just I just don't think we can have him in the, in the starting eleven. I know we we're gonna have to probably this year, but if we want to get to the top of top end of the table either this year or next year we need to improve in that middle we need some goals and creativity in there or it's it's just going to be the same again um yeah you'll go through my t- uh, Twitter feed and yeah I'm not the biggest fan of Gilly I just think he's a what just Gilly a of, yeah just a bit of a yeah. non-entity really I know he's got yeah. his qualities like that but getting around the pitch well is that is that enough for us starting place and if it's he's going pro- for promotions he's you know.
4: probably the fittest man on the pitch isn't he, I mean that's yeah. one thing you'd probably give him but an award for but is that winning his games or creating anything or you
6: it's know, not, it It'd be a, it's a it's a good skill to have for the last 20 minutes you know when we need some legs in the, in the middle but I know we've not got a lot of options at the minute but personally I, I wouldn't renew his contract in, in the summer and we need to go down a different avenue and Get some goals and creativity in there or we might end up uh, in the same same boat because obviously smallwood's not going anywhere on his contract and he seems to like Clayton, so potentially might get a, an extension so
4: so on smallwood <laughs> um, yeah i've been smiling at that one now i i put a tweet out I might have had a few beers but i still mean it um saturday night i, I just don't feel like he's done enough since being at this football club being brought in as a marquee signer I know we said it on the space that he seemed to have blended into teams before higher higher up is not being a key player but does he genuinely do enough for us to to merit continually starting because when I looked at that game when East came in for him when he, we had his family issues whatever was going on um, I thought we looked miles better in midfield personally does anybody want to challenge me on that or say Smallwood's a world beater or anything I'm missing personally
5: I don't think anything you're missing, but um, something to add to it because um, I agree. I think when he came in the summer, um, I remember we did the Awake at launch. This is when I was this is when I was there, and he was he was very confident, and everyone seemed to respect him, um, which I suppose is the qualities that you see giving him the captain, Mark Hughes, and um, you know everyone everyone loved the idea of him signing. Obviously, he played at Blackburn and Hull before. But yeah, I agree. I don't think he's done enough to merit the hype he got at the start of the season when he first signed. And yeah, I agree that East played much better than I think Smallwood has when he came in that game.
4: Do you think that as well, that the half of the problem with Smallwood is that he might do things that maybe I'm not spotting personally. And, and maybe we've all got a bit of an agenda. I guess you might say people say that he's a scapegoat at the minute and things like that, but... It doesn't help when he's taking set pieces, absolutely appallingly. It were almost like when Harry Kane. Do you remember when Harry Kane were taking him in? Um, were at Euros or something um, for England, and it were absolutely appalling. And it, I'd say he's on that level. Um, he either reached the wall or overhits it. He's like he's a he's going for goal isn't he, in rugby league. I don't I don't understand it. Clayton's looked much better when he's been on corners. When Banks is on the pitch, getting on everything for me, to be honest. Um, do you think that's been a bit of the problem, though, for City fans, that we're looking at his set pieces and thinking, what's going on here? Because it seems to pull a rank a lot, doesn't it? There's,
0: um The, the comment I'd, I'd make about Smallwood, I mean, we spoke about him last week, so I kind of said at the time, I think, at this stage in the season, um, he's been disappointing. He's not lived up to my expectations. But one thing I really noticed is that he does not carry the ball. Uh, there were two or three times... In that game where he had the ball and he had space in front of him he had like 10 15 yards in front of him so instead of actually advancing and carrying it and taking it forward he'd look to pass it and offload it and fine you know he's a good passer he, he can put in some good decent pa- passes but the game was crying out i think for somebody to to actually take the game to borrow instead of just passing it and and trying to create spaces we weren't we didn't have the space to do that and that's what really disappointed me about Smallwood. Um, Clayton does it. You know, he got caught. He made a mistake, got caught in possession. Uh, but on other occasions, he does do it. He does get the ball. He can beat his man. He can carry it, advance 10, 15 yards and lay it off. And that's what you want from a defensive midfielder. And even something like Smallwood, as I said, I, I just found that so disappointing um, that he just wasn't willing to do that.
4: And you've got two players, really, aren't you, doing the same job? Him and Clayton. It's just like, to me, Hughes just wants to play them both. He wants that experience on the pitch. But they're both sort of doing very similar things. And would Chapman have be been better coming in and having a go running forward with ball? I know we've, we've spoke about Chapman's end product before, not being good enough, and that's probably fair to say. But would somebody like him being better in midfield, or, or would you go
8: with East? Would we not I... rather go, like, attacking, though? And just like, I'd rather lose 3 to every week than get beat by barrow 1-0 and just sit at home just like negative three defensive midfielders it's just it is embarrassing like and i like, i'm still not quite over saturday to be fair like it's <laughs> like I've, I've said this last week as well like a team like us should be like dominating teams at home. they should be shit scared to come yeah. to us and yeah look at them like their manager at end like celebrating like they just won at wembley like that's it's pissing me off seeing it every season it's just the same shit week in week out and it's like, why don't you just play Chapman, Walker, Banks as a three behind Cook and just go at teams? Like, just do it. We've got nothing to lose. We're shy anyway, so we might as well like <laughs> lose a few games on spin and actually play attacking football.
4: Two things I want to pick up on there, Chris, is um, you said about the, like, we've got 17,000 fans at home or whatever. Um, when Stubb signed for us, he came in, didn't he, and said, oh, it's great, you know, signing for a club like it's all these fans in front of us, I can't wait to play in front of them. And then yes, yesterday, I think, in an interview after the game, he was saying that it's almost can, counterintuitive playing at home. I mean, make your mind. what what Should a professional footballer, should it matter that much how many people are there? Or do you think that it can have a negative impact? That's the first question.
8: I think players like that shouldn't even be at this club. Like Elliot Watts, a prime example, he he's yeah. too, too small a personality to deal with a big crowd, so he left for a small club. Like, yeah, he might do better in his career than us. I don't know that yet, but... Mm. it weren't fit to play for a club like Bradford and I think players like Stubbs and Small come in and give it the big and about big crowds because they're used to it but then they're both capable of playing but they don't seem to be doing it Smallwood's a prime example isn't he like he's played in front of big crowds for or big-ish crowds for years but he looks, he looks scared every time he's playing at home Do
4: you know what as well I saw this comment and this is interesting that if you watch Smallwood's body language I don't know who mentioned somebody might mention this but if we concede you see somebody like Clayton, you know, saying, "Come on, lads!" And he, he put it my fault when he was saying he came up to the fans after and said, "Sorry, that was my fault." But Small's looking at his boots; he's looking down at ground. I mean, what, what sort of professional? Never mind, captain of the football club. But I just, I just don't see that as good enough, you know, for us at all. No matter who you are and where you've come from. Just on your other point, Chris, though, um, what would you have changed? Because we, we, we were one 0 down, weren't we? What would you have changed at, at
8: half-time? I think i would have gone more attacking like i'd have changed that that diamond a bit more and i'd have had like clayton and and gilead sitting and then gone a bit more attacking so taking like smallwood off for of someone like chapman and i've been like and obviously banks came on but if you've got like cook and then three behind it are like walker chapman and banks and then you two out of like gilead and clayton sitting like even that i think you could go more attacking you're playing barrow for god's sake like just have a go at him but like that would have been a better formation for me and i hope that he changes it like smaller players on saturday i just think hughes has lost the plot a little bit there because he's played very poor
4: now for a lot of games and some people are saying he hasn't somebody told me that he played class on saturday i don't know if on the wind up or what but somebody said he were absolutely class on saturday and then i got 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 called a bad ming in the same sentence so (laughs) whatever that means if somebody knows what that means let me know because i've got no idea um but are we not seeing it? Are we seeing something else that he does? That, that is anybody here that want to back Smallwood up at all in what he's done this season? Anybody?
6: Feel free. Like uh, like I said on Saturday, I'm not particularly backing him up because I don't think he's done enough. But has did Hughes know what he was getting? Is it Was it Stephen Gent signing? And Hughes has just thought, he's dropped down two divisions. It's going to be enough quality work. He'll be just spraying the ball about left, right and centre. And he's going to dominate every midfield in in, uh, in every game. He's not that type of midfielder, and he's not going to suddenly develop into a to a ball playing midfielder just over a summer at the age of what is he thirty one, thirty two now. Mm. He's built a career doing the dirty work for teams, and that's what he should be doing, really. But Hughes has backed himself into a corner where he's probably having to play him. I mean, he's been ended up on left wing for the last couple of games. Yeah, <laughs> um,
4: yes, yes, yes. that's that's that was my point just, earlier that it's like you don't know where he is because Clayton's coming and doing his
6: job now, he's doing something else. And it's so I want I won't say as strong as thrown under the bus, but I really don't think Hughes knew what he was getting with him. So it, so it was a big marquee signing, and, and it's just a bit of blind hope, really, that it's just gonna put, um, work. But... Yeah, I don't think Hughes is really utilized oh, well, I I properly. Oh, you back?
4: You back, mate? No.
6: Oh, I'm. I'm. i about just back. That Yeah. Bit. I don't think Hughes utilized him properly, but I don't think Smallwood's doing himself any favors either. Yeah, Chris, come in, mate.
3: I was just going to say I live over in East Yorkshire, and uh, I speak to a lot of Old City fans, and um, they said when he was there, he's one of those players you don't notice. He sat in front of the back four, broke play yep. up, give a simple pass. He was never a creative midfielder. He was never somebody who'd advance the team forward. He broke play up, he'd give it simple to somebody else. Um, so I think our expectations are maybe a bit all right. He was a championship player, but that was the job he was doing in the championship. He was breaking play up and giving simple pass. Um, and I think he's been asked to do more than that at City uh, just because on the back of him being a, a championship player.
4: Question is, I mean, somebody's kind of mentioned this in a comment, but why did we bring Adam Clayton in? Is that because we've looked at the midfield and thought, right, it's not good enough, the two that we've got, in Gillian Smallwood, who we've seen pretty much all season. Why else would you bring him in? Is it, is it backup? Because Clayton's gone straight into the team, he? and he's done a good job in the mid and is it just, I mean, what do you think in, in, in that respect, like as a transfer point of view, what do you think we brought Clayton in for? Think I, we'll I, th-
3: I think he, with Clayton as well, I mean, uh, years ago, he was, when he had legs, he'd get forward, he'd, he'd drive forward with a ball and he could pick a pick a good pass. He can still pick a pass, but he can't, he can't drive, he's got no legs. Um, so I was really surprised that he didn't go for, um a younger midfielder with energy um
4: yeah so it's a bit more it's progressive a bit baffling. yeah
3: and playing it together it, it just i mean that stockport game when he put was i think small was out on the right in that game and he was absolutely awful i mean there weren't many that that apart from derbyshire i think the rest of them had a shocker that night but um yeah, it was just, why, why are you playing two players' identical job that they do Yeah, and try to fit them into the one midfield? Play one of them. Do you think it's a fear of dropping your captain? Do you think Hughes is worried about the backlash maybe
4: from fans or that he's made this marquee signing? Labib's nodding, so I'll ask you that one.
3: Yeah, definitely. Not, sorry, Labib, one sec. Just, I think it's a fear of we ain't got any other... Apart from East, who else is he going to bring in to play in the midfield?
4: East, I'd bring East in straight away with the energy he has and, and positional play. Personally, I feel like is but other people don't think is the answer. But yeah, on that, Libby, what what were your thoughts, mate? I, I,
0: I agree with uh, with what you just said. I think there's a fear of dropping your club captain. Um, I'll, before i kind of to go into it, obviously we don't want to identify one particular person, don't we? I think as a fan mm-hmm. base, we're always accused of wanting a scapegoat, mm. so I kind of. You know, I understand what people are saying, but at the same time, you've got to call it out when you see it, I think. And like I said, for me, Smallwood just hasn't delivered um, at the levels I was expecting him to perform at. Yeah, um, yeah, So I would go, I would leave Clayton in as that defensive midfielder. I think he does that job really well. Um, obviously, like we said, he made a mistake. Um, we conceded, we lost the game. But overall, I think he does that role far better than what Smallwood ever did. Uh, and I'd have East back in. I, w- I would actually like to see us to go to like a four-three three. Um and the question is who who do we have as that third midfielder? And up front you could have, you know, Cook, Walker, Banks, um, but I'd like to see that three in the midfield and three up front. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for me, I don't see a starting lineup for Smallwood. No, can I, not,
6: do, can not, I, just, can I just chip in, saying like if yeah. Mark Hughes is intimidated at the thought of dropping smallwood when his manager goes like tevez and bellamy oh, and man. and the and the rubini on the lights like this is his chance to show uh, right it here, there's my backbone i've seen i've seen a problem shows shows what you're worth it? like it's just do you think it's uh, stubbornly
4: do you think it might be airing on a bit of stubbornness like well i'm, I'm playing him anyway because he's, he's a good player
6: possibly and I was thinking about this today, I wouldn't say like arrogance, it's like in between stubborn and arrogance, but it's dropped down and is there a tad way of things I've managed it at the top level? I'm, I'm in 100% control here. Everything's going going to plan and just turns a, a deaf ear to, to the fans and the press and stuff. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's as strong as arrogance, but I wouldn't say it's stubborn either. I, I don't know if the, the in-between word is, but yeah. Um I don't know if
4: anybody does let like, us know anybody who's <laughs> got a dictionary because I won't have a cut either, but I know what you say. Uh, yeah, saying. I just
6: uh, I, I just feel like is it, 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 it were always a bit chirpy, weren't it, on match a day when we used to watch him for like Blackburn and Southampton QPR and stuff and he's obviously backs himself and things but um I think this is his crunch moment of the season where this is where he's going to earn his money now, like in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yes, so, hopefully
4: we'll see that team change a bit because we can all see it, can't we? And one player I want to bring up because I was absolutely tearing me out is Easter, because um, it's a team game. Not, none of them really were good enough. Not one of them you could pick out that eleven. But how bad were Easter on Saturday? I, I, again, wasn't as bad as I'm thinking.
0: It, it was a bit, bit of a diamond. Uh, I mean. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't setting the game alight, but then nobody else was either. And, but I was disappointed when he went off injured because I couldn't think of who he was going to bring on off, off the bench. Oh. Obviously, we'd, we'd lost Derbyshire, haven't we, the game before. And then he brought um, Costello on, or Costello, Costello, however you pronounce it. Um, and I thought he really struggled to get into the game. It, it took him, I don't know, 20 minutes or something uh well into the second half before he started to look like he was gonna do anything. And obviously we were playing him wide on, on the left and he, and he tried to take on the defender uh and kind of you know made a bit of an effort. But going back to Issa, I think yeah he, he was disappointing but to be fair everybody else was as well.
4: Yeah, I think the, the what got me were everybody saw this, I, I imagine, where the ball <laughs> they were looking the other way when the ball came forward to him and all the shit crowd yeah. shouting at him you were like what's going on. I'm like, is a professional player. That's just not acceptable. Is it just to be switched off like that? It were, it were appalling that to me.
8: There's too much depth in the squad for him to get near it again, Like he has to have two or three games out because I thought that were one of the worst performances I've seen anyone met this season. To be fair, like he just looked uninterested. He kept, I think I said it on Saturday. Like he kept going down injured like, and there was nothing wrong with him. And then when he did go off injured, I question whether he actually is. But like hopefully, me too, me too, Chris.
6: You saw me tweet.
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just keeps him out for a couple of games. Hopefully, I don't mean that in a. I'm glad he's injured. Way I just mean, just take him out of the firing line a bit because he, he don't. He's not the. He's not the right foil for cookies. He's not the right player. I prefer to try someone like Costello, who's rated by a Premier League star manager and company
4: we yet to see it though, out from Costello. That's the worry because I've not been impressed with anything he's done. I know he's like, how many minutes he's had for us. He started in a couple of games. Did he start at Stockport, maybe from memory?
5: It was yeah, Wimbledon, Stockport. Yeah, it Wimbledon away, wasn't
4: Wimbledon. yeah. yeah. And, and he didn't look up to much, really. I mean, it's probably a bit of match fitness and what have you, and maybe playing out of position a little bit. But mm. I think the bit Derbyshire's been a big loss because that looked like it were really going to develop that partnership with Cook and Derbyshire. And, that's just, it's just Bradford t- all over and it takes time to play and then gets injured.
0: Have we had any update on show Because I think uh, people thought it was a bit of a thigh strain. I, I thought he'd done his hamstring the way he went down.
4: It looked like it, didn't it? It did look like his hamstring, but no, I, I ain't seen anything actually on uh, social media. Uh, James, the man in the know, do you know anything?
5: I don't know, but I agree it did look like a hamstring. Um, but I'm not sure about it, no, Sorry.
4: Who, who would you play so Costello's one shot, but who else is sort of reasonable to bring in um, without change information to a four, two, three, one? Who would you bring in alongside Cookie? James yeah. Can Nevers um, play
3: through middle or not? Who's that? Nevers. Can he play potentially? But I don't is
4: know. it a square pegging around all again he would try to force something to happen when you've got strikers on the bench or I mean what I don't I don't know that's the, I think that's the worry is it that again you look at our recruitment have we got another striker that's somebody who can score goals you know in our ranks now Derbyshire's out
0: I've, I've got to have a bit of a whinge here um, and the fact that how, how many did we sign in the summer 17? Yeah and we signed another 7 mm. at least in January and if you're signing 7 in January that would indicate that your summer recruitment wasn't good enough mm-hmm. Right, it's there's no point, way right. right Um so something's gone wrong there with our with our recruitment 17 players plus another seven that's 24 players we've had in we talk about the size of the squad and we're still waiting for it to gel do you, you think Hughes uh, is still you know?
4: learning Labib though do you think he's still because obviously he doesn't know the division do you think he's still trying to bring a group of players together and it's a bit of a project this season if they get there it's a bonus do you feel like next season's is proper go at it or do you feel like that's a bit of an
0: excuse well, the thing is, um, you, you, you could say that, and, and I think there's obviously there's a lot of truth in the fact that he doesn't know the division. Because if you look at other clubs who have had new managers, you know, uh, Leighton Orient got Wick Allen, Allen's about the same time we got Hughes, um, Stevenage got Evans and so on and so on. And if you look at them in the table, they're, they're doing far better than we are. Obviously, Hughes has got his vision of how he wants his team to play. And going back to his own kind of stubbornness, arrogance, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, he wants his team to play a certain way. And you saw that really come to life on Saturday, whereas I think the players were told to play in a certain way. And It was very, very rigid and we showed very little flexibility in the fact that they were doing what they were told to do, and it clearly didn't work. Um, so I think you know he's, he's told them to play in that particular way. He's passing style, out from the back. The other thing I'm going to moan about is the goal kicks. What is all that about? You know, we get a goal kick, Stubbs picks it up, passes it two yards to Lewis. Lewis then gets the ball, Platt's still in the goal area. You've got two defenders who are still in the bench and the goalkeeper. And and they just pass it around to each other and you think, what is all that about? I just don't get that at all. They're
4: not confident doing it either. I think, of late, since critchlow has been yeah. out, there, all, like, they're all panicking a bit, like, shit, I don't want it, you have it. It's like,
0: yeah. pass it on the table, is it, a little bit? You sent know, a centre-half, goal kick, puts it down, passes it to Lewis, and then Lewis will play it out to Platt, and Platt will play it back across the stubs. Yeah. <laughs> just, hey,
4: yeah babe, t- 216 passes, though.
0: It's just nuts. Uh, <laughs> fine, great, yeah. But, you know, zero shots on goal. Yeah, yeah, six, that's, six,
6: that's six passes and they aren't left the, in the yard box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
4: yeah, And that to me suggests that they're not confident enough to carry it out. And and you're missing Law or even even Kelly could Kelly come in and do a job. And he, he's somebody I've been impressed with a little bit. I know he's on the mid short cameos, but it, like like Chris Chris S is in love with his arms. are not you, Chris. Oh, you wore <laughs> you wore it overnight when you've had a few beers, mate. Looking pointing to his
8: arms. <laughs> uh, Over all drunk, like uh, he's got massive arms. We can't yeah. deny it, can we? Is your thing and is
4: your thing. Um, is he? It's not obviously the answer in here. Maybe he's more of a project for next season. But is it time to switch it up all over the park and start bringing new faces in to, to drop these players that are performing?
8: I just want to see Pereira back in.
4: Now that okay. Walker's
8: back fit, like Walker and Pereira had some kind of that like little bromance last year, and they seemed to like thrive off playing with each other. And yeah, Pereira were awful, but that was without Walker. So like now mm. Walker's back and kind of like the pivotal point in the team. Why not play Pereira alongside him? You know, if you have, I said Chapman, Walker, Banks earlier, but if you had Pereira, Walker, Banks as a three behind Cook, like, you can't deny that looks good. Like it sounds, very, <laughs> it sounds yeah. very good, yeah.
4: Yeah. I guess, do you think that we'd play better? Because obviously, switch formation, apparently, this season from, you know, your 4-2-3-1s and now you've got your diamond. But do you feel like we looked better when we did play 4-2-3-1? And if that's the case, what, what would you do with that? I mean, you'd put Cook up top, will not you, for a start, but would you play them three and behind? And is is Pereira worth another shot? Do you really think, Chris?
8: Surely, yeah. I mean, he's a championship winger, right? Like, he was excelling for Luton in pre-season after playing well for us at the back end of last season. So a few bad games don't make him a bad player. Like, he's got to be better than persisting with a, mid, a defensive three of Gilead, Clayton and Smallwood. Like, just switch it up and give it a go. It don't yeah. work, don't work, but he's still here at the club. You might as well give him another shot. Has there,
6: been, has there been sorry? Has there been a fallout with that? Because he called out Jake Young, didn't he? But I've not heard him mention Pereira's name much. Uh um... Well,
4: I think with Pereira, it seems like he's just they don't fancy him in in what I from what I can see. He's, we've got him, haven't we on a season long loan, and he can't play for anybody else because he played for Luton didn't he, in a cup game or something. So it's almost like we're a little bit stuck with him um and I don't feel like I don't know if there's a fallout or whatever it is but he just doesn't seem like he fancies playing him but on the back of that he has made the bench hasn't he, of late so mm. or has he made the bench of late were we on, were they on they on the bench Saturday have I mm. imagined that I don't think he was
9: I don't he did think he was he was there he
4: was there warming up and what have you but maybe he didn't so maybe that's been a bit of a fallout like Jake Young you make, make a good point there I thought he might come back and haunt us, but obviously he's on loan and he, he can't play against us, can he, if that were one of the rules? but
8: I mean, he do not play anyway, does he? If you look at most of the players that have gone out on loan, they're barely touching squads that are arguably worse than ours because they're lowered out leagues. You know, like Songo, I don't think he's playing. Jake Young's not playing. So like other people, it, other managers are seeing that they're not good enough. So I think Hughes has done the right thing in shipping players like that out, like forwards. He'll start Hariga, but come on, like they're not even a football league side, really. They're like national league, so I think like, he's going to get in there. But if yeah. you put him in any other League Two team, he's probably not going to be the first choice left back. I've yeah, fallen out not. with holds big time, to be honest. Absolute little...
6: football snob, Chris. Oh, the non-league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just,
0: just to mention, Pereira wasn't on the bench on Saturday. No, he won't. Right. I think.
3: With Folds,
4: he's playing it a he bit, didn't fancy it, did he? He saw somebody coming in and thought, Well, I'm not going to get in front of him. I'm not going to fight him yeah. for my position. So I, I my liked hand,
8: him. But... I thought he was solid. I thought he was reliable, but obviously yeah. not. I prefer Boller, like, because he's supposedly more attacking. But yeah. the way he came out and said, "Like, Oh, if you signing him, I want to go out and loan. Like, for me, it just shows I like a fight. Like, you're a Bradford yeah. boy, fight for your shirt.
4: Yeah, it's a bit of admission if he's better than me, I'm off. You know, it was a bit, bit silly that one. And then he's, I think he's, done <laughs> you having an argument with his dad on Twitter and he disappeared. <laughs> what was that all about?
0: You know, we we talked about this last week, didn't we? And, and at the time, I found it a bit odd that Foles was a regular starter, yeah, and then straight away he went out on loan. But thinking back on it, we did the same with Canavan, didn't we? Mm. He was regular, and he was a club captain, and it come to deadline, <laughs> it we sold him tomorrow. Yeah, that would be was not it? Yeah, and that was that was you know similar circumstance, just just odd. You've got a regular guy playing every week, club captain. <laughs> that we just ship him out yeah uh, so, but, uh, different management but, though, wasn't it, at the time i think yeah it would
4: it were adams was it because he went yeah. in february didn't he adams it was the anniversary of the day um uh, yeah. not that i remember it fondly or anything but yeah i'm pretty sure it really fed will it because he had the january window and then he went i think from memory which is yeah. weird yeah. enough but yeah hughes has been here pretty much 12 months on now so is he's, he's still sort of shuffling his pack around and, and getting used to it um Cameron, I'm going to come to you, um, because you've been a bit quiet. I wanted to know your thoughts on a 4-2-3-1. Would you switch it up when you feel like we're playing this better football when we're in that particular formation?
7: Uh, I think we do probably need to switch it up, yeah. Uh, Like I've said, the full-backs attacking probably are what's required at the minute. Uh, a Banks and maybe Chapman wide. Let us run at teams more. uh, Get more balls in the box. um, Just better than the side-to-side. Grab football at the minute,
4: really. <laughs> yeah, and Chapman's a point that, you know, a lot of you spoke about. He just seems to have dropped out I think, of nowhere. Yeah, I just think
7: it. out wide running at teams is probably one of our better players, to be honest. Could probably yeah. add Dion back in there if it's the Dion we've seen last season.
4: So if we were to play 4 2 3 1, forgetting back 4, forgetting that, what would you, who would you play sort of your, your defensive two and then your three and your one, mate? Yeah, uh,
7: I'm going to go controversially or I'm going to say Smallwood and East. Yep. And then I'm going to play Walker in the 10. Uh, Banks and Chapman, wide, cook up front?
4: Yep. Yeah. I won't be averse to that. Yeah, Obviously yeah. I just I
7: think, think you mentioned with Smallwood earlier, I just think if he was well, allowed to do the job he was brought in for, I'm assuming, uh, and not as a ball player, and he did have someone next to him to do that job, we'd see a totally different player. Do
4: you think that if you played a Clayton and Smallwood together in that middle two, do you think that would just I be a I don't think he has got
7: the legs, to be honest.
4: Mm, I agree, especially if you're playing a four-two-three-one. I think Should I just don't think
7: it? I just don't think we've seen enough you know, for Smallwood and East together. Has always been stuck with Gilead, who's again always another sideways passer. Uh, I, I think, think if he did bring that East, who plays a forward pass next to him, or Osadebi when he's back, maybe.
4: It's interesting because Gil is another one that is obviously the vice captain. So you've got Smallwood as a captain, and Gil is the, the vice captain of the club. And a lot of people want both of them dropped, which is a is a yeah. big worry isn't it. So you're I'm not going, I'm
7: not against either of them to be honest. I just think yeah. together they're just totally wasted.
4: Yeah, it, it just doesn't seem to work, does it, um, with no. them two? And he, he seemed to like it, but I think I think what he likes is Gilly's energy and Smallwood's TV, that's what yeah. I see. And apart from that, there's not much else going on. I think on. with Gilly,
7: I, you can just see, I've never slagged him, because he's obviously, he tries most in that team, probably. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's not a centre midfielder.
4: He tries, but there's no end product, there's nothing. No, that there's just
7: nothing to him. him. He runs about, does his little half turn now and again.
5: I think in mm. the however many spells three times now he's been at the club I think he's only scored one goal and, yeah. uh, I mean I again I wouldn't slag him off either but I agree that maybe we need something else there but I do like him as a player I do think he's a a solid player to have around I like think the you few, go, on. go on, Cameron after you
7: yeah, the, the few chances the East has had like, I think the, the Papa John's trophy game even from deep the ball they put in for Oliver I can't remember what game it was but yeah. if we have just got a player like that who can play a ball from deep, it makes a world of difference at times.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. The Salford game, we were brilliant. Um, Salford away um, when we, we beat him. Did, did we beat him away, Salford? Yeah, I it was went, 1-0. Yeah. 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 I was still next to you, Chris, actually, wasn't I, mate? Chris T? Mm. And your son, swearing and carrying on. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that were, that were a good one, wasn't it? But he played really well, didn't he, in that, in that particular game? And I really like Easton again I know I've mentioned this before but he must be pissed off mustn't he? if he's come back in played well yeah. like he did at Mansfield again, like, you, just, you
7: just worry a little bit from the players on fringes Like, like I you just know. think he, sorry I just think you weren't lucky like the game it got brought in a couple of games ago played really well with Smallwood wraps, in. and then the game after that Stevenage people were saying he wanted a bit more bulk in midfield which hence to why he brought Smallwood in yeah. and then I think if we don't win there he does revert to keeping him in the team but he's changed it with uh, one. I just think it was stuck clear to what to do to be honest.
4: Yeah. And a couple of you mentioned Pereira so I want sort of anybody who, who don't quite think he's the answer because I, I loved him back in the last season he just made football look so easy and it was like where's he come from because he was just brilliant on it let's all be honest and obviously he's not hit the heights this season but would anybody not gamble with him and give him a shout again? Do you think he's done? Or would you all like, be quite happy to see him back in the squad?
7: Yeah, I'd be happy to see him in. I just don't think we will. Uh, he's brought Costello, Nevers in. I just think that's the finish for the season, yeah. to be honest. He's obviously quite fired out, Pecking so Interesting.
5: Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say I agree. I was actually I was reading something from the start of the season, and it was a Luton fan saying that their player to look out for for the season was Pereira saying how good he'd been on loan for us last season and how he'd be happy to give him a chance in the Luton eleven. and if you look at where they are now what are they pushing for playoffs I think in the championship aren't they and I think it's definitely worth a go and he scored not too long before he was dropped from the team and I've seen a few people in the chat saying start him where Issa was now that he's injured and Derbyshire so I think it's worth a go I don't I'm not Against the idea at all, I think he's worth a shout.
4: Seems like everyone's agreeing on that. anybody doesn't? Labib, Chris, Chris. Thoughts
5: on? I I, I think we all saw what he was capable
0: of, didn't we, back in the last season? And um, like you said, lit up the game on on certain occasions. So okay, it's it's been off form, but I mean, you you guys all know um, professional footballers. It's not necessarily about ability; it's about confidence and form and form and um, you know you need some game time to kind of establish that uh so players don't become bad overnight they just lose lose that little bit of confidence um so i think yeah absolutely worth a shot at some point
4: i think somebody approves that point that we just mentioned there that you know about form and you know with footballers Tyreek right for us brilliant one and he's been a massive miss on let's be fair when when he went out it were a bit of a a gutter on it um, but before he came he, he wasn't really doing much worry I think he were in out of teams he potentially had a bit of a bad attitude I read um, how much of a miss has he been do you think?
7: Massive to be fair um, he, was, he was one of the players that had a bit of pace to get behind the team bit, yeah,
2: hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot
7: yeah. yeah, probably the fastest player we've got now is probably Issa, and he's not a striker that's going to start really. I think it's well, shouldn't, shouldn't players, be starting anyway.
4: Odisuna, I think I think I fasted two players, uh, Odysuna and uh, Bola, who are both defenders. Which again yeah. is that a bit worrying when you've got five yeah. wings yeah. at the club? You yeah.
7: know, for, forwards wise, it's just Issa, and he's, he's not going to get you enough goals for a promotion side.
4: Hmm. And it looked quite good, didn't it, with uh, Wright playing off Cook with the games he did play, you know, that yeah. pace behind him, what have you, and that, that seemed to be gelling a little bit, Wright were in more form and, yeah, massive loss, and we, have, we just haven't replaced him. When you when you look like for like at Wright and Nevers, it's just miles apart, isn't
7: it? I think I'd like, to a, sorry. Sorry, no. uh, I'd like to see if he'd have stayed a bit longer. I know things happened and we had to get rid, but a player like Carrot, uh, just someone who will run in behind, uh, I know we, we never saw the. But, yeah. yeah, never seen him get a full get a full impact. Sorry, uh, I obviously he got he got part promoted. Uh, did you do um,
4: Who did we play in the the pizza cup? We yeah. played a couple of games, and I wasn't impressed by Harrit. I don't. No, I, I
7: want to be impressed. I just think with a proper run of games, maybe in the mm. late. Uh, I think were it hard the pull away. Yeah. Uh, I think the first touch of the ball they put in for Andy Cook. Yeah. Uh, we ended up scoring from it. I just think certain games it would have an impact on.
4: That sort of player, I think we're missing somebody in that mould, whether it were yeah. Keane Harrett or not. We haven't replaced Keane Harrett. We haven't got a striker mm-hmm. like that. I just think uh, Cook
7: needs someone to consistently play next to to get a proper partnership, because he's it's a flip of a coin who's playing up front with really. What, uh, what do we think?
6: That, that would have been my type of striker that signed in January. I mean, yeah. how much more yeah. experience do we need up front? We've got Vidal Oliver, a bag full of games, Andy Cook's a load of games. I, I don't think experience was... The way to go for uh, another striker we needed a different option um uh, if a nifty little striker just Wells. Do, well yeah just to change it up if we need uh, need to be like look at us now we're stuck for options really like it's like for like we're cooking oliver to do the same job well apart from goal yeah. obviously <laughs> um but, yeah, think, we, we're stuck up front now at the, uh, at the minute, aren't we? So, do you
4: think we're too predictable as well? Like, when you look at games and the way we set up, we just we look the same, don't we, every time? Do you think that teams yeah. have worked us out and that's well, our I big think, problem?
7: I think teams have worked out. If you stop Andy Cook, you stop us. Yeah. Uh, he's got, what, altogether 19 in all comps, 16, 17 in the league. Second top scorer, we're right before, and he's gone. You look at teams like Orient, top of the league, absolutely flying there. Top scorer's got nine goals. So they're not just it's reliable. Easy, easy. The goals are spread out
3: a bit. <laughs> Do you think
4: sort of the way that we we should play differently away from home and and at home? Like away from home, quite a with the diamond. It's worked on it and having those defensive minded midfielders on because teams are going to come at you naturally, aren't you? But at home, it, maybe that's when we need to change that four two three one. I Is think
7: it, away it's working because yeah. we've got results away and it's proven. But but home um, it's just absolutely shocking.
5: I agree. At home, I think a lot of the season, even from the first day, Doncaster, and then after that, we played crew and, you know, whole run of games where teams were happy to just completely sit back and defend throughout the whole game and just made sure that we didn't have any shots or anything. And that was often at home in a way, I think, this season. I think we're fourth in the away table and something like 14th from home form. And so I think it's quite clear to see that maybe a, change of tactics at home is a good idea having seen some of the ways other teams set up at valley parade
4: could you um could you gentlemen see uh, jamie walker in a, in a number 10 just playing off andy cook and then somebody else playing in that attacking midfielder role? would it be chapman or not or do you think that you're taking walker out from making that happen in behind because it frustrated me seeing walker dropping so deep on saturday um, mm. You know, dropping all the way back behind the halfway line, trying to get the mm. ball from the centre-backs. So I'm thinking, you've got three defensive midfielders who should be doing that. I don't understand why Walker's all the way back there.
3: Um, so, in Matadon, he wouldn't have got his goal against... Um, he wouldn't have got his goal against... Tramier.
9: Tramier?
3: Tramier. He, he won the yeah. ball back, didn't he, on the halfway yep. line. He started that move by winning the ball back off, off Tramir midfielder. Yeah, um,
5: they shouldn't be... I, I think the point... I oh, bro, I'd say you not to be yeah.
3: doing that, but yeah. who else is doing it? Nobody's doing it, are they? That's, and
4: that's the biggest concern, isn't it? When you've got two defensive midfielders there, what are they doing if they're not doing that job? That's what they're meant to do, get the ball, get get it going forward, and nobody's nobody's doing that. And that's that with a worry on Saturday. I know their their um tactics and their shape were really good to be fair to Barrow. You can't knock it, but we didn't adapt. We just didn't adapt to it. We didn't counter it. There was nothing that, that Hughes did and and I think that he's is part, mostly to blame, to be honest. I know the players didn't perform on the pitch, but, and he's saying that he asked them to do different things, but why aren't they doing it? And why can't you see that things need to change? I think that was a frustrating
9: thing.
6: I, I did um, see Hughes a couple of times, literally waving the players forward. So I did yeah. spot that, but then he's reluctant to change it as well. he's yeah. like too slow to make his sub, so it, it, you can't have it both ways. You know, you, you obviously, you're obviously spotting something, do something about it.
7: He's yeah. all right waving them forward, but if you've not got that midfielder, it's actually going to drag you forward. It's never going to change. And yeah. Obviously, you've got Walker dropping too deep, but then you've, you've no one in that 10, once he's dropped deep, that he's going to play a ball forward.
4: Yeah. I think the other thing is, obviously, if you've got your two big strikers up there, we we haven't seen us go fully direct. It's, it's like you don't really want to commit to that too much because... He doesn't seem to like it. He wants to play good football, doesn't he? And I, and I do respect that up to a point, but when it's not working, you've got to try something else, haven't you? Whether it's, you know, getting it wing or whatever and, and overloading, I don't know. But we just seem so slow in my head. I think one of the key things is with the, the formation we're playing, we're slow to get the ball across. You know, when you've got that pass on, nobody wants to play that killer pass. And it's sort of slowly coming across, it's going back. And it's just, it's just a really frustrating watch.
6: No. Well, they wanted, there's only one team over the years that I can remember passed away out of this division and it was M.K. Dons De Pauline but they came to Valley Parade at end of season and absolutely battered us. they Alley playing
4: at the time as well? Yeah,
6: I'm not sure. I remember Keith Andrews were playing and they had a few other good players but all the other teams that have been successful in recent memory, they've not come to Valley Parade and looked absolutely sensational. They're just well coached, very organised and they all know what they're doing and are very efficient, are I didn't feel like Forest Green last year were a brilliant side or... Um, I can't remember who else went up, but, yeah, I don't think you need to fully, fully pass your way out of this division. I've, Look at Evans. Big,
4: Look at what Evans is doing at Steve. Yeah. He's got, he's got, they're all just it's big good. units, aren't they? And they're going to get out of division, in my head. I know they've blobbed a little bit late, but... It, it don't need to be perfect football, does it? or at least if you mm. do play good football, have a plan B, have something to sort of drop back to.
5: That's the thing. I think a lot of their goals come from the set piece as well, which we've already identified as a problem. Like yeah. if you get a good ball in from whoever's taking it, but Smallwood at the minute, if he keeps going, he needs to improve and then landing it on someone's, Eddie we know can score. Like they have Pia Gianni, I think it is it, Stevenage and Bostwick all scoring headers from corners and free kicks. If we get that, you know, it's another opportunity for a goal that doesn't look like it's coming at the minute.
6: Well, I certainly haven't
5: scored yet, have I? No. no. <laughs> and no.
6: didn't did, did we get told um, Glenn Hodges was a set-piece specialist yeah, when, when he that, signed yeah. for Hughes as well? So <laughs> We did. It's, yeah, it's not, obviously, uh, coming to play yet
7: as is. <laughs> I've seen yeah. a stat earlier, I don't know how true it is, but uh, on the 29, I think we've conceded in the league, the 12 of them are from a set-piece.
4: Really? And, that, and that's so, the zonal marking, isn't it? We're obsessed yeah. with And is that. Is I don't, that, don't know yeah.
7: how true that is, but. He's actually went bad to
4: this level, or have you, you, you been quite impressed
5: with the zonal marking?
7: I think I'm just a mark your man, get rid of it. I think it's too advanced exactly. for this league, to be honest.
5: I think yeah. a lot of the time as well, we invite more pressure on ourselves by not having the man out on the halfway line. Like we've got a lot of the time, it comes back out to one of their players and they have. Space to whip another ball in where we could be counter-attacking and obviously with the zonal marking, you can't have anyone um, mm. out of the box. So you know, if you get a man each, then you, you're leaving someone available to potentially counter.
7: Yeah. How many games do we give free kicks away in stupid areas, which we've conceded exactly. from?
6: Yeah. The, the problem I have with zonal marking is it's if it's a beauty ball in, it's undefendable because the attackers have got a run on the defenders. They've obviously got a running jump, and then ours we've got a standing jump. So if the ball's good enough, it's literally undefe- undefendable near enough, and I'm not. Mass- I've never been a massive fan of it. Um, I know they've done it in top leagues and stuff, and it always filters down, doesn't it? But I just think players at this level, the concentration levels out there, and they can't pull it off as well. So I'd, it's just probably be- better being safer, man to man, in my opinion.
4: I think as you climb the divisions, Gilly, you made a good point there that its it'll be good football probably to watch. And when you get better players doing these jobs, when you do go up to League One and Championship, I think Mark Hughes' style of football could really do well. But at League Two, it just it's too much for the players that you've got. You've got fourth-tier players, some that definitely could play above, but it just, it, it just doesn't seem to be working. Now, obviously, going to move us on a bit because we've been talking about Barrow for nearly an hour now, which we could speak about a little bit more because we were disappointed. But um donny away on saturday um fans. fans. some of them have sent the tickets back i think from what i saw earlier um <laughs> after that performance saturday are, are you all going gentlemen or is anybody
7: not going uh, yeah i'm going yeah, yeah going, going. yeah i'm going
4: full house eh?
5: Good Good. yeah
4: that's 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 a first usually <laughs> um so what are your plans saturday then what what before we get into the actual game what, what do you do are you want beers or what's your plan anybody
7: uh, coach, few beers, game back. Yeah. Few beers either celebrating a win or drowning in my sorrows.
4: <laughs> Probably the latter,
7: as man. I did Saturday. Yeah, it um,
4: uh, was yeah. going. Next? Sorry, James to anybody?
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm in Nottingham, so I'm on the train. So i decided to get a train rather than drive up. And uh, all being well, I'll meet you in in the boozer before the game. Yep, so, more than so welcome. welcome Big. In, I, in, I, in, I twe- yeah, I tweeted the other day, every time I've been part of a huge following, we always get thumped. Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, do. so I'm I'm kind of <laughs> you know, fingers crossed we don't play true to form. Uh, oh, really we true can't true. be as bad as we were on Saturday, surely. We just can't. Did you go
4: to Bremel Lane that season that they got they got promoted when they beat us 4 0 away from home? Do you remember well i obviously oh, went yeah. Bremel Lane? Do you remember that one?
0: I I wasn't there for that one. I went Somewhere around about Christmas time, I think the beat is two one. Um, I remember Sunderland won it,
4: Sunderland, wasn't it that, when we scored that phantom goal, Jack Payne. Do you remember that as well?
6: Yeah. day, it? Yeah.
4: But yeah, we, apart from Chelsea, we of late. I think we,
0: yeah. you know, are struggling out with it. When was the last
7: time we took that many away?
0: <sighs> there was a, there was an article that Simon Parker wrote in TNA. I don't know if anyone's seen it, and he actually went through a list of the recent times we've taken a big away following. Um oh, very Bolton. Bolton, Bolton, yeah. Bury, Rochdale, which I went to when we thumped him 4-0. Yeah. And that was one yeah. of the best performances I've seen for years. Jack and Payne we're, were like messy, weren't they? Yeah.
7: <laughs> we had that month and we all
4: thought... Who we went um... down that year? Didn't we? And then he just turned messy. Yeah. Never mind, messy. Yeah.
6: Um, I would tell I would tell him my mates at work champions by Easter and we were relegated by Easter, weren't
4: we? We've <laughs> beaten <laughs> Couple of games on trot, didn't we? Swindon,
7: do we beat Swindon? Brilliant, we well? I had a brilliant, had a
5: brilliant that full Swindon. December, didn't we? we won yeah, 4 nil, no, a few freelance. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. remember beating Accrington 3 1 that in that yeah, yeah. time as well. Yeah, I did win so many games. Game. The yeah, game. the yeah, Connor Wood's got a worldy. Love yeah. Yeah. Connor Wood.
4: Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I like Connor Wood to be honest. I did really. Yeah,
5: him. I do as well. Is it Colchester now, I think?
4: Yeah, he's been about when he were at Orient and then he went to Colchester, but I did quite I quite liked like to be fair. Hey, James, what are your plans, mate, on
5: on Saturday? I'm uh, getting the coach down. pray. I like listening to some music on the way down to settle the nerves. Especially after Barrow, you know, terrible. And then on the way back, we'll see what happens. Depends on the result, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, it does, mate. It does indeed. Gilly, yeah. what are your plans, mate?
6: Uh, quarter past eleven, train from Leeds. Train beers and pub. I don't know which. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't booze last time I went. I think it was when I think it was night game. Do you remember when Gary McKenzie scored the winner? That centre oh, half we had. I got, I got a lift there, so I've never actually uh, drank in town, so I don't know, do you know where we're all meeting and stuff?
4: Um, there's a few different pubs, isn't there? There's, there's where, where we booked a table at one called Leopard, um, which is just pretty much outside train station, and it's a big sports bar, so that's quite a good one. Ah, um, right, the, Saracen, that, the Saracen as well is another one, I think. Saracens or something. But yeah, um, I think there's a few going to, to Leopard. That's what I spotted, so I, I booked a table straight on. So if anybody else is listening to this, um you can book a table on the website and there's a
3: sports area. So feel free. Um Chris T. Yeah, I'm driving, mate. My lad was supposed to be playing on uh, Saturday morning. This game's been cancelled now, but it's only half an hour drive for me. Um hour Steady, and a half on the train. So I'll uh, I'll drive down there, drive home, and then I can drown the Sullas when I get home, I have a couple of beers.
4: <laughs> no one's confident here with the result, are they on Saturday? That was my that oh, was my God, question. Man. Do you think that we're going to go and get some? Because they lost, didn't they, as well? Sutton beat them. I don't, did Angle
3: score as well, maybe? He's, he's been it. Yeah,
5: I he did, yeah. I think. did, it
3: again. Um, I think we've got to be more confident. We're away from all, are not we? We want to go away from all. Um, I'm always more confident than, than going to home games. But is it Which going to be count, of counterintuitive? Occurs, really, isn't it?
4: But if, we, if we're outnumbering where it's almost like an home game, isn't it? That's the problem. Well, maybe we shouldn't take as many fans.
0: <laughs> the, the thing I'd mention also is, is looking at the league table, it's... it's uh, I know we said a couple of weeks ago um, that that Tramier was a was a crunch game. Barrow, obviously, we could have done with winning. Results did kind of go our way, but if Donny beat us, they go above us in the table. Uh, yeah, leaning, it's all close isn't it? Um, if we win, you know, um, we, we, we keep in touch. So every game now is just absolutely critical. If we've got any any kind of ambition of doing anything this season. If we lose, you know, we're just going to get further and further behind.
4: Do you think that'll force you Sam, to go a little bit more defensive though at times and not want to go for games? Because to me, it seems like that's what he wants just to sort of get the result over the line by playing this defensive football, not going for somebody going for throat. throw. We've not gone for throat all season. Have we? We've gone one nil up, and then we've either bottled it or... It's Remember that or
7: article or though, a few weeks ago, TNA where he came out and said he can, he can see us giving someone an absolute thumping at some point. <laughs> I don't know where when, he's getting that from.
4: When, you know, he said it all season, wasn't he? And when's it going to happen? Because I can't see it happening. It's
5: definitely really safe. Can't back it up and at the minute. It really doesn't look like we can. So, well, I've got to say the only time we looked like
0: we were going to do that was, and then and then it all went Pete on, was away at Mansfield. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I agree. Yeah, if you remember, we were 2-0 up and we were actually hunting more goals. We were actually looked like we wanted to score more goals and we were really, really on top of the game and we were playing really, really well. And then of course, Platy gets sent off and we're down to 10 and then it's, um, you know, back to the wall. They scored almost immediately after he got sent off. But up until that point, that was the, the only time I remember in this game. We were 2-0 up, we were cruising and we actually looked like we wanted to score more and that's the only time I've seen it. Totally agree. I,
6: totally I, I I was speaking to a Doncaster fan today and he's like, Oh, we're terrible at the back, you're gonna get loads of joy. But I think from away fans, I think there's a bit of a misconception about it. I think they see cuts goals and think we creating a lot of chances possibly and uh, that we're we're good going forward. But if they saw the, the truth then they've got <laughs> absolutely they've got absolutely nothing to worry about really,
5: they? if they're poor at the back. And yeah, that shows I mean.
4: how exceptional Cook's been because he's had, oh, he's had nothing.
6: He's had scraps no, all season. no service whatsoever this year. Right. I
5: think you saw that against Barrow as well, particularly. There wasn't anything going forward, so you didn't really see him much. But yeah, that's completely... I'd, I'd worry about mean. Miller against Stubbs because Miller is
6: not a great finisher, but if we're a strong, if we're, if we're a strong runner, yeah. if, if they slip the ball down Stubbs' channel, George Miller will get plenty of joy down it, his side. Him I and Lavery will can... get two each. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> uh George oh, I forgot, Willard, I forgot yeah. about him. He's
4: like that <laughs> lad at <in> school, <laughs> isn't he? That that you, you know he seems to have it all and then he just he's got two left feet when he gets I've never seen out like it. The misses he, he he missed one against us, didn't he?
5: Yeah, he uh, did, yeah.
4: We, we were at Walsall then? We were it last we were at last season? He had, had like an open net. I don't know if it was Walsall where we were playing, but he had an open net pretty much and he, he put it wide for about two or three yards out. I don't know if anybody remembers it.
5: But, I remember, yeah. I remember giving him stick after. I can't remember the actual miss, but I remember the yeah. aftermath of it. Yeah, George Miller. He didn't. He
4: didn't drop a bit. Didn't we sign him we were in a league one as well? From memory, I think he came. It with... was. The, it
5: was relegation season when he was yeah. signed for us. His...
6: It uh, went back early, didn't he? I think uh, did Barnsley or Middlesbrough sign him? Yeah, it oh, was wasn't they originally it? Sorry, yeah, it was Barnsley. Yeah. So, yeah, he was yeah he I remember got, him doing yeah,
7: got... that, screamer at yeah.
6: He actually got a oh, better yeah. move after having a poor season with us, didn't it? It was it a was very strange <laughs> yeah. a couple of weeks, so, wasn't it? <laughs> the the yeah. abiding memory I've got
0: of him was scoring against us. I don't know if you guys remember. I think we were playing Bury and Shane McCartan popped up and scored something like an 89th. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that? And everyone yeah, I, exactly. I, thought we were going to win it 2-1. George Miller pops up with something at the 92nd minute to score an equaliser for them. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So that's, a,
4: that's him on for an a trick, in it, on Saturday?
0: Um, George Miller.
4: That's when we know we've hit a new um, Somebody just quickly mentioned Andy Cook on the last year of his deal. I, I, we've mentioned this quite a few times on podcasts, podcast, but would you be keeping? Would you be doing a lot to keep Andy Cook next season? Would you be getting him on a, a two-year contract, a one-year I'd deal? I'd be doing
7: a lot to keep him, but I wouldn't be offering him... This. People would disagree, but I wouldn't be offering him the deal too early, in case it upsets other players, thinking, oh, "Why am I not getting it?" I think if he want I think if he does get offered a deal in the summer, he'll stay. Uh, wouldn't be worried about losing him. I just don't can, think we can upset other players.
4: When can players come and sign him, though? Can't they sign him? Uh, now, so uh, can't the uh, in, in
7: England, it's got to be a month, and then anywhere abroad, it's six months.
4: Right. Okay. So it, it's got to be what you're talking. June in it when they run out contract. Yeah. I think so May time yeah. in really when you've got to make a decision. Uh, anybody else where I think on the decision
7: lineup? will be made already, to be fair. I just I think it's not fair on other players to start offering contracts now and if you're in a promotion push still that players are gonna down tools or
4: Yeah. Or not perform maybe as well. Is that is it counterintuitive, you know, when they've already got the deal. Um anybody else on Cook, would you want you? I'd yeah,
6: I'd yeah. Have, I'd have to keep him just with the state the, the the rest of the signs I wouldn't trust Gent to replace him replace him well enough really um, going by this year. Um, so yeah definitely worth a deal.
4: On that, because Gent's recruitment's been praised quite heavily for a lot of people from a lot of people. I love my hands up, I've been impressed with some of it. Um, and I got accused of wetting my pants or wetting my knickers when we've been signing players um, tweeting about it. Um <laughs> You don't seem impressed then, would you, Gilly.
6: Um I'm not. I'm not so sure because I think um, I don't think the players have d- done enough either. Like uh, like like Chapman and uh, and things uh, come with a good reputation. It's um, shown some ni- nice touches, but yeah, none of them have really set the trade. world light at, at Lewis Lewis has been great. Um, law has been good when he's been fit, and then the rest have been a bit mm, shruggy shoulders. You know, I wouldn't say it's been terrible recruitment, cause, but I It looked
4: say, better on paper, didn't it?
6: Yeah, but the players have got to take responsibility for, for that as well. It can't just be solely on Jim because, like the said earlier, players just don't turn bad overnight.
4: Why did Why but, are they underperforming at Bradford? Then what is it? Because I just think we're not
6: are, using
7: them properly. Do you think like, right we've, like we've seen it so many away. times before? Like Owen Doyle, James Bond—he just know for a fact, like now, players like Oliver, we could get rid of them. You, you could put your house on it and ended up scoring fifteen over a season or whatever. Um, I just we, we sign players, we don't play a system that suits them.
6: But me and Adam were talking Saturday. Why, why sign Oliver if you're going to play possession football when he's had a couple of good seasons at Gilligan, playing long ball football? Yeah. It, it's got to, it's got to be Gent. That sign, that I would have thought. Um, I just, it just comes across where there's a bit of, uh, a bit of disparity between Gent and Hughes. I don't know how much they're in discussion with each other. Do you think
4: Hughes will give him a shopping list of what he wants and he goes and gets it? I just <laughs> think it's more, He's available. What do you think? Should we have him?
6: Anything? Yeah, and I, how can we trust Hughes when he's been out of management and he's never management at this. Uh, managed at this level you know sure. maybe maybe get Hodges a bit more involved because he's been working at lower league hasn't he won't we um, expect sort of
4: loan signings to come in from? I mean a lot of people are saying this when we got here it was like you know Man City's Man United's these connections he's got clubs it's not used him I can't I can't understand that
7: does he really know what he wants so it's like this January just gone he's signed all these wide players Costa law Nevers he's got Pereira already Chapman and then he goes the the system with no wingers what's the point
4: that's what I mean, there's a lot of loans, isn't there, that we've made. Yeah. We've got loads of loans, but none of them have really come from that hope that and really cut the mustard. I know we have got IOPs, so sorry, we've got Premier League loans in, but yeah. are they really doing the business at the top? Pl- I mean, you look at Carlisle bringing that striker in from um, Crystal Palace, That is it Kimani yeah. Gordon or whatever? It looks a good player,
6: do
9: not
4: Really good. And is it the ground running, scoring goals for fun? You know, play, teams like that are, seem to be really doing well with recruitment. there. January phenomenal, really. Um, I, and that concerns yeah. me. I've got
0: got a question to ask you guys. Someone, tell tell me what I think, and it and it's literally just occurred to me while I was sat here listening to it, and we're talking about our home form. You know, it's been shocking, isn't it? Really, if we've got any ambition, it's absolutely. Yeah, great. Like, yeah. Now, if you look back to a couple, and we were talking about this beforehand, weren't we? A couple of seasons ago, when McCall got us to the playoff final, was it that season we had an absolutely brilliant home record? Didn't we go the whole year? Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. You know. Now the, the the point I'm trying to make is, is it down to management style? Now, McCall was, had a reputation for being at times criticized for being too pally with the players, being very friendly, mm-hmm. being very open, being very approachable, you know, arms around the shoulder type of thing. One of the lads, basically, I think a lot of people uh, saw him as, um, but it worked. Whereas I think, I suspect, should I say, I've got a suspicion that a lot of the players are a little bit too much in awe um, of Mark Hughes and perhaps a little bit too fearful of Mark Hughes because obviously he's got this massive reputation and he's come down to League Two and I I don't know whether that's got anything to do with it. I'm just speculating. I could be 100 miles off the mark here. What do you guys think? It's
4: interesting because the way that I've been told or what i've seen i think glenn's the man that's the the nasty pit bull in the dressing room that gives them all the bollocking and mark hughes seems to be the more gentle softly softly and i think he's had a character like that at every club he has been at um so i don't think he's the one that probably hands the bollockings out however mark hughes premier league football and man united legend and all that is that more the, the point that they're all a little bit of an awe of who they're playing for and is it is it getting to him in that respect possibly maybe so I- um, I think that's a
5: good point as well, because McCall, you know, knows the club very well. He, having played for so long, you know, being a legend and Hughes hasn't managed at this level, like we said, and, you know, doesn't, doesn't know the club as well. So, you know, I suppose that's a factor into it, knowing how the club runs and... Do you, think
4: that, do you think that's a, a true statement? Because we, we, a lot of people say this, don't they? That they don't get the club or players get the club, players don't get the club. You know, Harry Lewis has been brilliant this season and people have branding him out that he gets the club, but I don't know if it matters too much, really, this, this getting the club thing. I don't know if I'm wrong in saying that. But I don't know. I don't think it's a massive importance. I just think they need to know what they're doing at this level. What, really, think, what yeah. really struck me...
0: Um, sorry, I'll just make this quick one point. What really struck me is I listened to the podcast that you did with Harry Lewis. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, but the point that he made... And I think it was Tim Flowers that said to him, says whichever club you go at, give it 100%. It doesn't matter where you are, where you end up, but wherever you are, make sure you give it 100%. And he's done that. Um, So, you know, I don't think there's any, you know, that um, they get the club, they don't get the club. I don't think that matters. That's down to that individual's professionalism, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, that, they give it 100% wherever they end up, and if you do that, then you know you, we shouldn't have this issue where they get the club or they don't get it.
5: No, absolutely. I agree. I just think it's. I suppose if you're if you're a legend like McCall, you don't want to tarnish your legacy or anything. I suppose if you're a newer manager, uh, it's fresh start, and obviously you don't want to be disrespected at all. But I don't know. I suppose my line of thinking there was just that. You know he's a club legend, and he wants to build on that in management.
4: I don't know though, because he tarnished his reputation a bit because he couldn't, yeah, well, yeah, no, he did. <laughs> did. I think he's that <laughs> that too many times, McCall, to be honest. I think that, was yeah, a I
0: agree. I'd make with that is his managerial reputation has been tarnished, but I mean, i watched him play, I had the privilege of watching him as a young lad come up Unbelievable. You know, through through the '80s, um, playing under Roy McFarland, and then really establishing himself, and obviously that legendary team that we had in in the kind of mid '80s. So, as far as I'm concerned, his playing reputation is untouchable. At, Never, been. yeah, at, at the club. Managerial, yeah, we all know that. You know, his he, that kind of record speaks for itself. But for me, Stuart McCall is still up there as as proper legend.
4: Well, we the closest in Tekken is you know the furthest we've been since the Premier mm. League as a manager. As well. We let's not forget that. I know people argue that it would park his team or whatever, or park but the building blocks together for that. You know that run, but he still got us there. I know we, we I'd got still be team. interested
7: to see what he could do with a team like we've got now. If he did, if someone like him wanted to go more attacking, no, no,
4: don't get it. Never again. Yeah. We can't have him again.
7: No, I'm not <laughs> yeah, saying maybe. again. I just think the first season we had him, we got to a playoff final. We got yep. that team stripped apart, got sacked while we were fifth in the league, mm. got brought back in bad circumstances. That team, that the third time round, were absolutely shocking. I don't think even good managers in this league got anything out of that. Yeah, I just, I think the only time he's had a fair run at it, and we got to a playoff final, and then season after we got sacked while we were in fifth.
6: Yeah, I'm not, my, I'm not saying
7: bring him back or anything. Uh, my, any my, point, but... my
6: issue, uh, my issue with Hughes is. Um... When, it, when he came in, um, he seemed very like, um, very grateful to be back in work and he had, had a smile on his face. I always remember him on match day being quite moody and a bit whingy and, and, and that, but he came across really well and was saying the right things. But if he'd really done his research about about us at any point, he must realise that when we've had successful teams, we've had teams where they get us off of seats and stuff. And we, Valley Parade yeah. makes a great noise when we've got, uh, some attacking football on, on show
4: do you not think it's a bit it's hard to get behind
6: it's hard to get behind him like when Andy Cook scored that well I know it was a bit of a strange goal but I couldn't even be bothered getting out of my seat last it was tra- just me. like it yeah try me it was just a strip. it was just a strange feeling. I felt like I'd just been drained for an hour and it was just alright that that's happened, yeah. Move on. Let's Before get let's get on.
4: You're in that camp now, aren't you? You're followed
6: for too long. You're just used to disappointment and miserable thanks to it. I just think Hughes could he's got enough flair. I know they haven't played well, the likes of Chapman Prayer, and uh, I know Banks being injured and Walker's only just come back. <laughs> he's got enough flair there where he could get some half-decent football and showing but he just seems reluctant at the minute. And he's not he's... he's not he's not utilising us, he's not utilising us and creating any sort of noise. Yeah, it's true. Good you point. think it's, he, he, he
3: hasn't got the tactics in his locker to be able to play at home against teams that play a low block like they do, that put 10, 11 men behind the ball? When he's managed in the Premier League, he's never had to do that, has he? The teams that yeah. he's managed, it's when, been, they've, they've, gone, on when it, they've played at home, nobody yeah. was going to QPR or going to Man City at the time or or going to, uh, to Southampton, to Stoke and putting 10 men behind the ball, were they? We were playing football. And when we go away from home and teams come at us, his tactics seem to work. We seem to play better away from home. He just doesn't seem to know what to do. I when, just, it's a good point, is that? End.
4: Do you just think that part of it, though, is the individuals that we've got are just not performing on the level that they should be? You know, Because to me, I think you're right in a, in, a, in a sense of Saturday got that totally tactically wrong because he didn't change it you know, maybe he wanted to get a goal and then maybe they were going to come at us to try and get one back and we'd have them and, you know, one three three 3 0 or whatever, maybe that's what we are expecting, but at half-time, you've got to change it, haven't you? And maybe he just doesn't quite know how to do it or what, what, what he needs or...
3: Well, when he it waits till like 80-85 minutes before he makes changes, sometimes yeah. like, what are you doing? What what yeah. can't you see that everyone else in the can see? Well, there I were a lot of
4: tight legs, them. weren't there, as well, Saturday.
3: And
6: that does he not believe this. does he not believe in his options it kind of looks like a bit that way as well doesn't it like mm. does he does he not think they're good enough um
4: but we, he's talked about having a big squad so if you have yeah. got your options in this big squad that he wanted then surely he should know that he's brought them in to be good enough you know because it let's be honest you look at the wage the wages we don't know what the budget is or whatever but it seems like we've spent a bit more on wages to me personally we've got a yeah. lot a big squad we look like we've got quality in depth but he do not seem like he's wants to utilize it. now. I can't get me around why the final question I've got is why the 4,000 of us bother to go away to watch Bradford city at <laughs> it, this it, level, because we're used to so much disappointment. What are we doing with our lives? It's bonkers, isn't it?
5: Can't help it's it funny. that, can you? It's, it's what you do.
4: It's just bizarre, isn't it though. I mean, people have sort of been on Twitter saying, "Oh, we'd have taken the same and stuff," and it's not that impressive. But it, it is. I mean, it, it could oh, be half an hour down the road or whatever, but it is an impressive way. I, I just, I can't get my head around why we're all so stupid to do it. It's just bonkers to me. Just it's football, isn't it? I mean, my missus just don't get it. She's like, "Why do you bother? It's just you know, eleven well, twenty-two men kicking a ball around the field, the field." But like, why do you think we do it? Anybody can answer that.
7: What's about Bradford fit there.
3: <laughs> Biv, I think and, I think you and I are of a similar age. I think we've maybe been following City for longer than most at rest of the lads on here. You can I tell, tell because you're both on you've pulled your hair out that much following the other year. We're still doing it. You just, <laughs> yeah. you just do it, don't you? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, you know um, people talk about, you know, there's, there's all of these motivational quotes that you see and, you know, everyone who knows the club knows that it's just completely unpredictable, you know, yeah. we've we've perhaps played most of our football in the lower divisions. But when the good times come, they've been just absolutely unbelievable. Um, and obviously we hit the peak, didn't we, 20 odd years ago, we hit the big time We got to the premiership. And we've had some good moments in between. So it's that hope and that optimism that every now and again, we'll hit those good times once more. Obviously, we'd want to see a sustain those good times and keep that running we've never managed to do it it's always very much up and down but um i think in this current climate obviously we we had lockdown didn't we a couple of years ago and you know nobody could get to games and i think now we've got that kind of freedom back um doncaster local local localish derby not too far away from bradford is it so it's a it's an ideal day out really to be honest for me personally Um, I I worked away, I was working overseas for like 12 years, came back at the start of lockdown, so couldn't get to any games anyway, so the last kind of year and a half, this is the first opportunity I've had to get to as many games as I can, so as I said, it's only uh, only local for me, so it should be a really good day out, obviously hope, hope we produce a result, you know, but it's just about having a day out, I think.
4: Nothing beats that. Feeling as well, like if you get a 90th minute, I always remember this, and this oh, is a bit yeah. one. But when Devante Cole scored against Port Vale at home, um, it were a ball over the top. I don't know if anybody remembers this. I'm sure it was Port Vale, probably about five or six years it, ago. Yeah,
5: I remember it was 15, 16 season, I think it was. Yeah, I think, Port it, vale. I think
4: it, was. it just came with last minute of game, and there's yeah. just no feeling like it. And you're sort of you're buzzing out. Yeah, I mean, scoring a goal late on, or you know, winning a game and seeing their fans drop their heads or whatever, it's just there's nothing like it, is that
5: I think one of my. One of my favourite moments at Valley Parade, I think it was that playoff season we were against Swindon and they went 1-0 up about 75th minute and then Andy, uh, no, not Andy Cook, sorry, Charlie Wyke, scored in the 85th minute and then yeah, the 92nd like. minute to win the game 2-1. Just yes. brilliant. Love what it. What a player he was. What a player.
4: They were I great. Charlie but... Yeah, what a yeah, player. So... Well,
6: I think for me, uh, is like, uh, like Labib said, it is kind of the hope, obviously, supporting a team like ours, you get small, well, big moments, but uh, in a small amount of time. But, yeah. I was texting my mates earlier today, and I was like, just while I'm still young enough to enjoy it, I said, I just want a decent five-year spell where I'm young enough to enjoy it with my pals and and, and everything like that. That's kind of all I want, really, from City at the minute. Yeah. Um, but just to jump the gun slightly, just like we've got this £5 a game, haven't we, uh, for Colchester. the Colchester game.
9: Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, you've gone, mate. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of impressionable kids and... Um, we're going to have a lot of kids, a lot of teenagers coming in on the cheap. Hughes can't play like he has done for the last two games at home. He's got to give him some back, really. Um, I know, that obviously, the result's more important, but I just think it's a massive opportunity to... I can't, obviously, just turn into like Hogan, Benito, football and all that, but just you need to just give him some I was walking back down to the train station on Saturday and... Uh, a lot of noise. Two young daughters were walking down here. I could hear them chatting to each other. That was boring, wasn't it? And kids are going to be bored out there if nof- nothing's happening in front of them. Like I know every game you can It's totally unpredictable. But I think I think Saturday and Colchester massive opportunities to yeah, absolutely to to, to give us something back and um, fingers crossed to do. Do
4: you know what's funny though? Like you said, when, when I mean we're all at different ages on here, but when you're a kid, there's always that player in it's city that stands out that you remember, you know, whether it's a, an Omar Daly, whether it's a, a Joe Colbeck, um, that, that's scraping barrel of it in it. But there's always a player in there that you remember that just excites you and you, that you love watching. And I think that from this team, Andy Cook's probably the man in it at the minute, to be fair. but
5: I think Jamie Walker as well. I saw some kids going mad over Jamie Walker on Saturday. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm hoping
4: to get Jamie Walker on an episode. I'm, I'm pestering yeah. uh, because i think he's brilliant he's he's another one that i know i said earlier that i don't think it's a big deal getting the club but as a player i think it's probably more so than a, than a manager uh, but mm. he's another one he lives he lives in bradford don't he and you don't get many yeah. do nowadays
5: no he's, uh, he's a he's a great character as well he's funny as well another one i met at the uh, awake kit launch and he's you know he's always up for a laugh i think he'd be brilliant you know he'd be yeah, really good. I think,
4: fingers crossed um well i will get him on at some point point. and harry lewis like i say just what player he he won't be there season if we go there's nowhere near it'll be be a big championship league one without a shadow of a doubt for me yeah um but yeah it's it's been an interesting one on it i think we'll have to wait and see what happens at donny away like say hopefully i'll bump into some of you um if you're about we're taking the flag as well i don't know if you've seen that that we're taking the flag which is nice hopefully maybe some of the players this season deserve to be on a flag in a couple of years as well if (laughs) their ideas up a little bit um but yeah. can, we all,
6: can we all just agree one thing while on, we're, we're live? I'm um, speaking to all the fans. Can we just agree to just sit wherever is available? Uh, <laughs> and we're, not all, we're, we're not all fighting in lumps about our seats at, <laughs> five minutes before kickoff. Can we all just go wherever, please? So, so where we're, so we're, we're, we're We get
4: where we want, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get, if you want to sit in your seat, get there early and sit on your seat but you've right. that you've got a ticket. If not, just go in and just sit wherever because. I don't think it's worth the argument with the pissed-up Rapid City fans, what we'll be probably on Saturday, because everybody's <laughs> just got on it early it,
6: on. It's, so. a, it's a modern stadium as well. There's no bad view in these modern stadiums, no. are like, So it's it's or nothing, in it, really? But On that point,
4: is anybody adamant that you sit in your seat that's on this call? Oh, God, no. no. Go where you want. There are some, and, and it's it's their argument, and everybody's yeah. entitled to it. And the, the other thing, as well, briefly, is um, Chris is gone now, Chris S, but he, he mentioned Saturday that he was sat in the cop at city and he, he had a few beers and he was swearing and carrying on, you know, and, and using some foul language. And he got, he got told off by, um, by a, a lady for it. Now, what are your thoughts on that? Is it, is it just part and parcel of football that that's where we go to let off steam no matter if we're male, female, otherwise, or should he be watching his language football now as kids about? Yeah, there's a family
7: stand there yeah. for a reason. Is what yeah, I say, there's a family stand. Yeah. Anybody
4: I'll,
0: have any I'll, different opinions on it? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I, th- I think it's very, very common. I think people expect, or they're not surprised to hear kind of um, language at a football ground. It does make me cringe sometimes when you know parents are there with very young children, and there's a couple of people you know stood behind effing it and blinding it. Uh, and I, I get it, you know. We all get frustrated when you're watching a game, or you see a moment of brilliance. You know, there's, there's the odd expletive. I've, I've done it, but uh, and I've seen kind of little kids, and I feel a little bit kind of embarrassed at, at kind of shouting and swearing. So it, you know, it's one of them things people do it, and you expect it. Um yeah. At the same time, I think if you are surrounded by younger kids, you know, I, I think yeah. you know, do your best not to.
4: Yeah. Do you think it's seats a bit different though? So we've got a big stadium. There's plenty of seats in the family stand to sit in. So surely you should think, well, there's going to be a bit of foul language in there. I Should sit over there. Or do you think that they just yeah, want to get yeah. sort of, sort of, part of the atmosphere? I don't know. Um, but for me, it's it's kind of what I've been brought up with, I guess you know, you know, going to football and letting steam off
3: in whatever way. It's, young it? It. it's emotional. Everyone's emotional. It you don't exactly. you never get as yeah. emotional during week as you do for them ninety minutes. And it's a working people's
4: game, it? Isn't it, Chris? Where people have, have always gone historically to to let off steam and you know let let the week off, I guess, and probably get in our in our situation get a little bit more pissed off at life. But that's just yeah. following Bradford City. Um, but yeah, that, I just thought it was an interesting point because you know everyone's entitled to their opinion, but it's just one of them in it where surely if you're that upset about it, you'd sit maybe more in the family area. Probably going to lose loads of followers now, but there we go. It's all about opinion.
0: Get some earplugs. Yeah. <laughs> Get some <laughs> ear <laughs> dispensers <defendants laughs> on. Do we, no, they are, they are, I don't know if you've noticed, there are signs in the stadium, aren't they, saying, please watch your language? Is
6: yeah. yeah. there really? I've never seen them. Yeah, well, there the is in the middle and mean.
0: road. I'm, I'm in middle and road. Oh, as. as oh, you all a trip, right. And you go into the exit, there's a great big sign on the wall, please, is uh, that please that? watch your language.
3: Like,
6: yeah. I, I started going in 95, so um, my dad took me, for, and I were on the old cop i didn't really say out for two or three years obviously being small like it was but I, you heard plenty of things but my dad just said as long as you don't take it home with you then yeah and, obviously kids are impressionable and stuff but it never turned me into like proper little kids you know it just, if you if you're smart enough and you're taught well enough by your parents you're yeah. It's dope, do, you? do you know when you're that age, you don't take it home with you, really? You probably see change
4: um, your parents, don't you as well, Gilly, that like your, your dad might have swore a bit there, but he probably wouldn't have done it at home because it's like no, you no. kind of know the difference if that makes sense to not do it in certain places.
0: But but to to be blunt, you know, file bad language is is around us everywhere. You know, it's on yeah. you know all social media. Depends on you kind of the music that you listen to. There's a lot of it in, in certain genres of music.
9: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
0: it's not as if that's the only place you're going to hear bad language. It surrounds us in life. And as Gilly said, you know, it's about just having a kind of that common sense approach to it. Yeah. If you're Chris
4: Miles, you're up listening to what, but night is uh, India. I don't know if you've heard of this of news, but that was bloody ridiculous as well. But there you go. Um, right. I'm going to call it there because we've been going an hour and a half, gentlemen, um, but yep. thank you all very much. Um, just a quick okay. prediction for the weekend. Labib, i ask you first, just to score.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, oh, go on. Um, I can't see who's winning, if I'm honest. Um I hope we do. Oh it's a bounce back, but I'll I'll go I'll go over the one one. Yep. James Crickmore.
5: Um I'm gonna say that we'll follow in Sutton's footsteps and go two nil. I'm gonna say two nil <laughs> win. Hopefully
4: nice. though. Yeah, well who knows? Um we're better away from all aren't we? Mate? Cameron,
7: exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna go over three one win.
4: Oh hell, that's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, babe. not gonna comment any more on that. Uh, Chris T. 4-0, cook and walk at the <laughs> You've definitely watched us till when you've lost the fourth
6: And will be one each? Yeah. Think. yeah. Which um, wouldn't be a bad result, really, because they're a strange team, Donny, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're up
4: and down. Now. They're like us. Up
6: yeah. and
9: down,
4: and they, they want their owners out, do And stuff, even though they're not doing so bad in the league. Um, I'll go 2-1-C, just because I think it'll be a close game. and It'll be an Adam Clayton masterclass, because it's his old team, in it? So <laughs> that's what's going what to happen um but yeah thank you all very much for joining um I really do like this format because you get all different opinions rather than just me and another talking rubbish um but no thank you very much and if you're up for it again we'll probably do it again next Monday hopefully rejoicing at a 4-0 uh, result as Chris has pointed out right. so it's crossed these right um but yeah thank you very much for joining everybody who's listened along um if you've got any comments or anything that you think we can improve these on or whatever give us a shout won't be doing a space on Saturday because I'll be probably sozzled with some of these chaps that you see on here, so that won't happen. But, um, but yeah, fingers crossed for a win. Thank you very much. See and you
5: see finally. You, Cheers, 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 fellas. Some- Cheers. 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 See, ya. see you later. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh